The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And there's screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. I'm ready. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who goes this town tonight. Hey, welcome to Kwame Lashley Sports Talk. We are live. It's a Monday. Mondays are Mondays really what they used to be. What I mean by that is people don't want to go to work or don't want to get up or Monday's just a drag. I think if you get up in time, they're not as bad uh, as they used to be. So I say happy Monday. I wish we had that Pharrell music. I wish we had that song that we could play. Um, and maybe we do. I don't know. I asked Kevin. I can't hear Kevin. I can't even hear me on the uh, air. Um, but happy Monday. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, this is a sports show. 888-346-9144. Got a lot of things to talk about since we talked since I talked to you last. Friday I was in the studio, talked about a lot of the uh contracts, and we'll get a little bit more into that, and that's the baseball contract, especially with Mike Trout signing that great deal, in my opinion, is what it was. Uh but then you have Cabrera um signing an extension. We'll get into that. One of the things I do want to talk about is Sports, contracts, who should be the highest paid athlete in the game? Not just in their chosen sports, I'm talking about overall. And I get into that as I get to the show, but you think about Tiger Woods, you think about, that's golf. In tennis, you can, you can get a Roger Federer, Kobe Bryant basketball, LeBron James basketball, also Mike Trout. Uh, but then you got Curtin Clayshaw, you, uh, Clayton Kershaw. Buster Posey. We get into a whole lot of those guys, uh, and I did mention uh, Guerrero's $292 million deal. Um, but the final four, let's get into that before I get into everything. Are these your final four predictions? Unless you some threw dots at, a, at every team and didn't know what you was doing or thought you knew what you were doing, is this your final four? Last time we left the Florida Gators, beat up on Dayton. Dayton went as far as they could. And Dayton could have been that. Dayton was, not could have been. They were that Cinderella team uh, that we talked about. Uh, is there, I asked you Friday, was there any Cinderella teams left in the sport? And Dayton was that team. They got as far as they did. They played well. Nothing to put your head down to, towards. They played well. But they did lose to Florida 62-52. to 52. So Florida is in the Final Four. That, that was our Elite Eight. These are the Elite Eight games, Florida and Dayton, Wisconsin and Arizona, Connecticut and Michigan State, Kentucky and Michigan. Both Michigan teams are gone. And a lot of the prognosticators thought Michigan State was the team. How do you – they did get healthy at the end of the year. They were healthy. And what got me about Michigan State was not that those guys 
didn't play well. Not that they lost Connecticut, but there is no upsets. Connecticut was a seven seed. Michigan State was a four seed. The way they did the brackets this year, I don't think there's an upset. I don't think it's an upset at all because there was a lot of talk about teams being placed where, different parts of the region. Uh, if anybody got a, a bad deal in the, in the bracket, it could be Wichita State. Wichita State having a number one seed, but the teams they put in that bracket. Now, I say you still have to play the game. The game still has to be played. I thought Wichita State was a better uh, team than a lot of those guys, what they did. You look at Wichita State and you look at Florida. These are teams that they have players on that have been together longer. We talk about the world of, of professional sports and high school and collegiate students now where they get to go out, uh, play a year at their chosen institute, and they get to leave for the pros. Well, a lot of that don't happen with the uh, Florida Gators. Uh, it rarely happens with the Florida Gators. It rarely happens with teams like Wichita State. It rarely happens with uh, Dayton, University of Dayton. And this is why these teams can get further in these tournaments because they have players who've been playing together for three to four years, three to four years longer. Uh, and that makes, for a good, um, that makes for a good team, in my opinion. This weekend, University of Arizona, they lose 64-63 to 63 to Wisconsin. Now, I found myself watching this game, not caring who won this game at all. Then I found myself rooting for the Arizona because I live here. I always say root for the home team. Uh, but Wisconsin, Kaminsky, what was this guy named? Let me think about him for Wisconsin. Played lights out. I was surprised they didn't give him the ball more every time they went down. Because Wisconsin do they have some players on that team. They have some shooters. I think they have one of the best point guards that goes unnoticed on that team. Uh, but the way they played basketball, they had a great chance to win it. They won a the game. University of Arizona had three opportunities to win it, and then in the final seconds, they couldn't get a shot off. They end up getting the ball. The referees took a five-minute, literally five-minute discussion on who the ball was going to after it was tipped out of bounds. Uh, they had to do a better job, in my opinion, with the camera angles. You spend so much money to make this game what it is, so much money to pub up at the Madison Square Garden, the, the Elite Eight, and where it is every year. You do so much for that. There should be cameras at every angle. There's no way that that should have taken five minutes to figure out whose ball was it. You mess up the momentum. You mess up the flow of the game. Um, although coaches get to strategize, but you're messing up the, the hot shooter. You're messing up the the – a lot of what I call the intricate parts of a basketball game and the rhythm, and for you to take that long. I understand you have to get it right, but you don't take five minutes. Now with the NFL, the NFL is getting to a situation where you have, you have a situation like that, you have a call like that. The office, the New York headquarters office, can be involved with it before the referee gets under the hood where he gets the view to play. Well, they can call down to the NFL office and have it already done for them. But on the collegiate level, you have to do a better job. It happened this year with the uh, Wisconsin-Arizona game, so now that they know in the offseason what they have to fix, where, where they need to fix things uh, for next year or going into any game for that matter. Arizona lose. Arizona was one of those teams that were number one for most of the year. 
I think Florida was number one for most of the year. For some reason, they didn't want to put Wichita State, I guess is the competition they play, but they played that competition 34 times and went undefeated 34 times. Michigan State was a preseason number one. They lose to Connecticut. Congratulations to Kevin Arlen, the UConn. I don't think it's an upset. I think those teams were those teams that was in that Elite Eight outside of the Florida and the, uh, Dayton Uni- University of Dayton game. I think most of those teams were evenly matched. Being a seven seed shouldn't make you uh, and winning the game from a seven seed position doesn't make you an upset. When you're talking about a, a University of Connecticut, a traditional program that's been in these situations before, who plays at a high level year in and year out. Kevin Ollie, head coach for the Yukons, they beat Michigan State. And if you're reading anywhere else or hearing anywhere else, you would you would hear the Yukon Huskers upset Michigan State. I touched on Michigan State earlier. They out they did come back. They had a lot of injuries. There was a preseason number one. They had a lot of injuries. They got a lot of their guys back. They got their key guys back. So if they had won this game, you would have been like, they should have taken care of business. It was just a game that you thought Michigan State would win. But if you've been watching Connecticut play, I don't think that was a, an upset at all. I think it was just a, a evening match game that UConn came out on top. Michigan State got their guys back healthy, so everyone said, well, they're back healthy now. They should be, they should come out of the tournament as the NCAA champions. Well, you remember these guys were not playing together for a while, so you have to bring that continuity back together. They had some guys that was injured, that was injured. So that doesn't make them the number one, the favorite, because they got back healthy. You still have to play together, something they didn't do most of the year because of the injuries. So we have Florida sitting in the final four position. We have Wisconsin sitting in the final four position, as well as Connecticut. Connecticut haven't been there since, uh, what's his name, the, the point guard who just shot lights out, Kimball. University of Kentucky, Michigan game. That was a good game. University of Kentucky pulled it off. I, if anybody had a tough road to where they are right now, I would say Kentucky. Kentucky had to play a lot of top teams. They had to play their next-door neighbor in Louisville, and they beat Louisville. When Louisville, I thought, had an aggressive, fast-paced team with a lot of shooters and defenders up there. They got past them. They got past Louisville. Because those teams are right next door. They play each other. It's like Duke and North Carolina playing all the time. One row separates those guys. Louisville beats Michigan 75-72. to 72. And I found myself watching a lot of these games because they were exciting. I really like the final games of every tournament. I like the Super Bowl. I will watch the Super Bowl, even though it's just another game, but the excitement that builds up to it. I will watch the World Series even though it's just another game, but the excitement built up to it. But I found myself watching the Elite Eight and see who was going to be in the Final Four, and there was a lot of great games coming on. Definitely the um, Wisconsin-Arizona game, 64-63, Wisconsin wins that game. It was a great game to watch. There's no one I have to believe 
that's going to get this billion dollars from their brackets. Not at all. Unless you just threw dots, like I said, if you just threw dots at these universities on the board, close your eyes blindly and pick these teams in stroke of luck. But no one had Florida, Wisconsin, Kentucky, and Connecticut all in the Final Four at the same time. If any one of those teams, you would think it would be, even though Florida played at a high level, let's say Florida, let's throw Florida in there because they played at a high level all year. Arizona would be one of those teams. Kentucky could possibly be one of those teams. My bracket was messed up when Kansas lost, and my bracket was in my head. So the million dollars was going in my head already. But there's not a lot of teams that you will have, especially these teams now, as your final four predictions. There's not a lot of those teams. University of Kentucky, definitely they've been there before. You could have had Louisville in there if they, if they found a way to pull that game off. Michigan State, as they was getting healthier, they did play three, four games together as they was getting healthier. So the continuity there could have been at a high level come final four and then championship game. Arizona, number one ranked team all year. Florida, number one ranked team all year. Those teams could have been in. But if you had your bracket the way it was, it was definitely discombobulated at Sweet 16. 888-346-9144. Kwame Lasseter, Sports Talk. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The Sports Mavericks Show redefines the elite athlete by bridging the gap between parents, athletes, and the community. Host Ida Moyer, a.k.a. the Oprah of Sports, brings to the Voice America Network original programming, balancing the pursuit of academic excellence and sports participation. The Sports Mavericks Show airs every Tuesday evening at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Listeners will be engaged in straightforward talk, spontaneous and unscripted by the experts. Ida and her guests will explore the challenges of success and failure in sports and will help athletes and their parents navigate the transition from high school, college, and then on to the pros. We put fun back into sports and recognize role models in sports through our Sports Mavericks All-Star Award program. Tune in Tuesday evenings at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time with Ida Mouillet and the Sports Mavericks Show right here on The Voice. Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
Welcome back to the Prime Life Sports Talk. We are live here. We are on our last day of March. It is the 31st, if you was wondering. It is a Monday. It's not a bad Monday. If you get into the studio where you need to be early enough, you will be fine. But if you're just waking up and rushing, Mondays could seem bad for you. But it is a Monday. We are live in the studio. Kwame Lasso Sports Talk, 888-346-9144. It's the number if you want to call in and join the show. Questions, comments on what's going on, what's been talked about. Talked about the uh, the uh, Sweet 16, I'm not Sweet 16, the Elite 8. We are down to the Final Four. We have Florida playing Wisconsin, and we have Connecticut playing Kentucky. Should be a fun fun tournament to watch. Uh, I really don't see any upsets. Unless Dayton would have beat Florida, that would have been the only upset. The way the brackets were set up. Let's move over to football. Before that, Andrew Wiggins has a press conference today. Not sure what this is about, other than he's saying I'm going pro. I don't know what the press conference was about, unless he's raising money to donate. I have no problem with LeBron James holding his hour-long press conference. He donated three to four million dollars in doing so. The problem is, if you don't like LeBron James, then you're going to find something wrong with that. Andrew Wiggins, whatever he is, what is he? A point forward, shooting forward, shooting guard for the University of Kansas. Four points in his final game as a Jayhawk. Holds a press conference today at two p.m. What is it for? Before you came to the University of Kansas, you and Jabari Parker were highly taunted as one and two going into the draft. You haven't even got in college yet. It would be shocking news if they pull a a smart smart play guard for the as came out of the freshman with the Oklahoma State. Decided he thought he let his team down as a freshman, which I don't believe he did. Decided to come back another year. He would have been he would have been a first round pick his fresh after his freshman year. Decided he wanted to come back. Did take his team to another level, as I mentioned that Friday uh, in the show with these guys coming out. Again, I have no problem with them coming out as freshmen. The option is yours. When you take that option away from these guys, that's when I have a problem for it with it, because who is it for? Is it for the kids? Is that is that decision made for the kids or is that decision made for the university? Is that decision made for the NBA? Don't take someone's options away uh, to benefit you. Let them hold on to their options. But Andrew Wiggins today at 2 p.m. We'll be holding a press conference that's either to go pro or say I'm coming back to the University of Kansas. Either, either way, I don't know what it's for. And you just tell your uh, communications department, public uh, department over there at, the, at NJ Hawkland, and that news will get out. MB, who's the center over there, who was out with back spasm for the final, what was it? It was the, um, the Big 12 Conference and then didn't play any games in the NCAAs. He didn't hold a press conference. He just said he was going pro. Everyone knows he's going pro. It came across the ticker everywhere. So I don't know what the press conference is, is for. Unless you're raising money like LeBron James and you're going to donate that money to the, well, anywhere. 
that is needed. Hospitals, uh, foundations, uh, anywhere that's needed. Education and the health. Well, that's that. We'll look out for that. LeBron James, we have Deborah Debris online. Deborah, are you there? Maybe not. Deborah? It's Sean Jackson. Kwame, can you hear me? I can now. Oh, yay. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm just sitting here talking. Having, having fun. <laughs> just having fun. All right. That's fun. Uh, hey, I was going to make a comment. I'm having a little hard time hearing you, but I was going to make a comment on the Andrew Wiggins thing, too, that, yeah, I totally agree with you that, I mean, you know, if you're going to hold a press conference, it's typically about you want to, you know, up your status in some way or pretend like you have status. You know, you are looking to, in some way, see if you can't up the money that you're going to get or your agent is pushing to up money. You know, you're looking at branding as possibilities. Um, but certainly when this kid doesn't have the status, doesn't have the branding or any of that kind of stuff yet, as you said, doesn't have a foundation, at least we don't know that he does. It's like, you know, what makes him so special above anybody else that's out there? Yeah, especially, I mean, you, you're still a, you're still a, you're a year out of high school. You're still a college student. You're not LeBron James, who'd been in the lead at that point, I want to say five years before he left Cleveland. The decision was uh, that he was going to go somewhere else. And I guess that was the name of his hour-long sitcom, The Decision. But he did raise money. I, I don't agree with him doing that, LeBron James doing it either. But he did raise money in doing so. So he's a great marketing. Or whomever he has on his team has a great marketing strategy to raise money and to even make Le- LeBron James look a uh, better person than he already is. Well, if that's the case. It, we're still talking about it. Right, right. You know, I mean, he had status enough to draw the attention to be able to have, um, you know, that type of a. Uh, um, whatever, show and stuff, you know, whole conglomeration of stuff around him to draw everybody's attention in order to raise funds, in order to have the foundation, but he already had the status. And like you said, we're still talking about him. This kid's got a name you have to look up on the Internet to figure out who he is, and if he wasn't playing, um, you know, on TV every couple days now, then we still wouldn't know who he was. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, the press conference is a bit too much for me, especially when you came out of high school and you... Andrew Wiggins and Jabari Parker was Holly Taunton as the one and two. If they could, if they didn't have to go to college for a year, and now the collegiate, the NCAA's, and I think the NBA has something to do with them. They'd rather these kids stay in for two years. What 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 are you gonna get? In, you can get an associate degree in two years, I believe. But if they don't have any intentions on graduating, and then that pro money on a pro contract the dream and goals to play in pro is right there in front of you it's not so much the money but your dreams and goals and that's right there in front of you, you have opportunity to do it and i can go i, I understand that but well, this don't don't try to keep them looking to go you know the, as a player player possibly family and agent you know we have that whole conglomeration of people you know if they're looking at the player to go in as early as he can so he can get to that next contract you know the one with guaranteed money and those type of things and you know, at one level, it makes sense. You know, if they're looking to have these guys stay in school for two years, are they looking at it purely from the educational, you know, standpoint? Or are they saying keep them in so they're a little bit mature, more mature whenever they come into the league? Because otherwise, you're again a commodity that will, you know, eat you up and chew you up. And if you're not good enough, you're out and 
good luck with all that. But I don't think uh, the statistics been done as far as and statistics is a joke because I can make those look like anything. I cut Absolutely. a year or two. I cut a year or two of anything, put the numbers behind it, and it looks good. If I add a year or the original number, it looks like well, these are not good numbers. But the st- statistics wasn't even done as far as guys coming out early, not not a consistent one, I should say, because there are guys who've been in. Come out three or four years out of college and still is not successful in the NBA. So you can't really say that it make the game that much better if a, a first year guy comes out or a high school guy used to come out. And eventually he's going to get to that because remember they used to go right out of high school. Oh, then from high school, if they wouldn't let him go to the pro, you, you had some guys going overseas playing for a year, then coming back to the NBA. But the statistics is not there's not a concrete number whereas. The lead is this bad because of the guy came out. These guys, these guys came out while they were younger, or the lead is this good because these guys stayed in while they were three and four years uh, juniors and seniors in college. There's no numbers. This is a lot of guys who came out their third and fourth year, and they still bad. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's the thing. We go to that higher level of uh, you know going from playing in school, whatever level, school, high school, or college, into the pros. It's a whole different deal. The expectations are higher. Sure, the money is higher, but so are the expectations and the pressure. And now you've got you know all the travel. You're trying to. Uh, oftentimes, these guys are trying to fit in with you know the pros, the guys who have been in the league for a while, and uh, you know they're acting and behaving in ways that they shouldn't because they're so impressionable. You know, they might be out there spending big money on stuff just to keep up with the other guys that are making the big dollars that they're not making yet. And, uh, you know, the money that they do have on their contract starts to go away because they can't make intelligent decisions. Well, for my selfish reasons, I would like to see Andrew Wiggins stay at University of Kansas. Yeah. Even even it's just for one more year. And that's just being selfish. That's because, yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah the but, whole Kansas thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the guy can play. uh I watch him um, this year a lot. He can play. I don't see. He's not a center. MB might have a little problem. MB's a rebounding machine. He can play down in the post. But he might have problems earlier because he's going against some grown men who's been in the league for a while. Who's going? Who's going to put that body on him? Is he oh, going yeah. to be? Is he going to be able to do that for sixty-two games? Is so he, that's the thing. How different are the hits when you get up into the pros? Yeah, with it, they. Those hits going to stay with you to the next game, oh, and then yeah. you're going to get pounded on that game, and now you've got a year worth of bruises until your body adapts to the NBA traveling schedule, the NBA uh, games, the, the different competition, the, the grown man you're going against or have to defend, and he's going to have to defend you. The, the politics of those grown men are going to play with you. NBA, another guy. Freshman, well, freshman. Thing, you're like fresh meat coming in. That uh, everybody, like you said, everybody's going to pound on you. And you know, where's your resilience going to be, and your uh, mental attitude towards the game when you're physically and emotionally suffering because you're, you know, in in a situation that you're not quite sure what to do to uh, stay at that high level. Yeah, we have a lot of guys. There's a lot of guys to even. We talk about the ones that's coming out. Um, and we're talking about them coming out for the school purposes or the NCAA purposes or the NBA, um, but you really have to put in place for uh, their traveling schedule. The traveling schedule is going to really eat them up because when they come out into the uh, NFL, these guys in college are playing 12 games at the most. I remember it used to be just 10 games, and if you go to a bowl game, that's a total of 11. Now they automatically playing 12 games and maybe 13 games. 
But when you come to the next level of the NFL, a lot of a lot of those young guys hit the wall. You you wonder where they go because they've used to for a certain amount of time for two to three years a thirteen game schedule. So oh, exactly. They, they, and I don't know that they have the knowledge to uh, you know between games to be able to you know ice up you know ice down their body and do the the regimens that they need to do on a daily basis in order to have their body rebuild itself so they can be ready for whether it's the practice or the, you know, the next game. You know, the veterans get to know and understand their body well enough to know what parts of their body they need to take care of and beef up or ice down in order to uh, have that resilience. Just as much as these guys are leaving school, we're going to take a quick break, but, break, but the, just as much as these guys are leaving school, you've got to look out for Miles Turner, another guy's coming out. Uh, you look out for Cliff Alexander, these guys that's coming out. Uh, Tyrus Jones, there's a lot of guys that's coming out that, are they going to stay in school longer? Or are they going to do the one year, one and done, and go into the NBA? Kwame Lasso Sports Talk, Deborah Debris is on the line. We're going to take a quick break and come back and finish up a little bit of this. I do want to talk some to Deshaun Jackson. And who should be the highest paid athlete for 2014? We'll be right back. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Hi, I'm Joe Swedish, CEO of WellPoint. We proudly support the March of Dimes and all they do to reduce the rate of premature birth in the United States. Though premature births have recently declined, still half a million babies are born too soon each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs that help moms and their babies live healthier lives. Please visit MarchofDimes.com and join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. Welcome back to the Kwame Lasso Sports Talk, 888-346-9144. That's the number if you want to call in to join the show. I talk about a lot of these guys, uh, collegiate guys, leaving school early, which is fine for me as long as you have an option who are the next guys to come out you can look at guys or remember these names Emmanuel Mandaya you can go uh, I mentioned this guy Tyus Jones I mentioned another guy in Cliff Alexander there's a lot of guys Miles Turner these are guys you want to look for Jahil uh, Okafor they can be one and done as well so what do you do with the next crop of guys coming out if you NCAA, if you are the uh, NBA? Well, if you want to keep these guys in school, then you pay these guys. You pay them. If you're making billions of dollars every year, then you pay these guys to stay in school. And not put the money in their hand. Put it in a trust escrow. Account. Yeah, put yep. it in an escrow uh, trust account where you have to 
have good grades. You have to be accountable. You can't get in trouble. It's just like life. You get in trouble, you get a DUI. That's like money in all your pocket. You got to pay for lawyer. You got to pay for uh, everything you have to do to get that 10-day tent city down to one day. So there's consequences to it. Uh, you look at the situation over at the uh, Northwestern, over at the home of Damian Anderson and Donnell Ultra. A lot of those guys come out of there. Well, they, they have labeled themselves as workers. And this is going to be a long process as far as these collegiate students. If they label themselves as workers, now they can have a union. If they have a union, it's going to, what, what do you do with, with that if you have a union? You, you, you hold out. If you do hold out with the union, you unionize these, these guys, bring them together. If you do hold out, well, then you're not going to class. You're not playing football. So when you do come off that strike, that you're holding out for more money, more benefits, more what have you, you're going to be ineligible anyway. So you're never going to play. You're not going to play. I suggest these kids get paid, but how they get paid is something that everyone has to work out. You have to work that out with how these kids get paid. I I, I believe the escrow. I believe the grades. uh, There's a bonus for staying. You want to keep them in school? There's a bonus for staying in school. There's a bonus for graduating. There's a bonus for this. The thing too, if they end up to uh, end up go- opting out and going into the pros, then that account sits there. That whenever they, depending on whether they're in, you know, the pro league for a year or ten years, that money sits there so that they can come back and still finish their education whenever they need to. That's an option, or it sits, yeah. or it sits there for four years or four or five years, which would mean they would have graduated anyway. Even if they are in the pros, that money can be theirs in four or five years or the time they were supposed to graduate. Let's, say, right. let's just say five years because most student athletes um, or athletic students, they are, yeah. they are there for five years. So that's an option. You got money for when you're done with your professional career. You have money when you're done or was supposed to graduate. But there are bonuses for staying in school if you want to give them more of an incentive to stay in school and graduate. Staying in school four years, graduating, there's a there's a bonus for that. Degrades, there's a bonus for that. Um, I don't know about giving bonuses for big plays and stuff like that because the average students. But how do you even break that down? Because there's a soccer team over there at that university. There's a softball, a female softball team at a the university. There's a track team who splits contract, who splits scholarships. So how do you pay these kids? And that has to. I can't believe it hasn't been fig- well, figured out yet, but there, there have to be, not that you bring it. I went to the University of Kansas. That's a basketball school. But football-wise, we can make a year-out, year-in basis, we can make more money than that that basketball program because of the ticket sales and number of people that you can put in a foot on the stadium or, as opposed to putting it in the arena. Well, but, and I think that's part of the question, too, is how do you – how do you have some fairness within the school and within the various sports, knowing that football is the one that, you know, typically in schools is the one that's the biggest money maker? You know, it's a, it could be a complex formula to come up with a way to gauge, you know, the money coming into the school versus how that gets divided up between the athletes. And then, you know, then you've got uh, part of the formula you look at, you know, who's out there, um, you know, that's really uh, drawing in the people. You know, you have your famous people on the college teams even that are drawing other people in, a Johnny Manziel type of person. 
Uh, does he get a different level of Absolutely money not. in his account because of that? On a collegiate level? Mm-hmm. No, but if, if if I'm Johnny Manziel and I decide to sell my jersey, that shouldn't be a, that shouldn't be a fine because the university gets to sell it. Well, how? Well, I've never figured it out. Is how you get to sell my jersey. Let's say I go buy my jersey for whatever it is in the bookstore, one hundred and fifty dollars, and I sell it for two hundred, or I sell it for five hundred because because I put my name on it. How is that a? Should I be persecuted for that? How should I be? There be a sanction against me for that? That's my jersey with my name on it. Unless there's another Menzel or Lasseter at that university. Well, wouldn't it be interesting if they took these kids and actually put them into a business-type school uh, within the college, you know, how they have the different schools within the college, but have like a business educational area and show them how to be an entrepreneur. Well, yeah. Show them how to have life skills outside of it and then use some of their own <laughs> jerseys and things as the product they can sell and well, have them be able to balance the you know, financial statements and stuff on their own business, however big or small it might be. Well, that would be great. And then you got to go from school to school because Duke is a Duke had a great year in football, an outstanding year in football this year. But Duke is a basketball school. North Carolina is a you you think about North Carolina and you could a while ago, a long time ago, it could have been a fifty fifty school as far as the two major sports. But you think North Carolina, you think basketball. How do you go across the country with these schools and say, well, you allotted? Is everyone allotted a certain amount of money, the same amount of money, like the NFL has a, a salary cap? Are you allotted a certain amount of money where here's what you can pay? Some schools have more students than others. Some, some schools have more student athletes than others or athletic students than others. How do you put a cap on that money and say this is what you have to pay? Some institutions, let's say I wanted to do it for grades, uh, some institutions are harder than others. And where, when do you pay do you pay the Division One schools? Do you pay NAI schools? Do you pay the uh, CIAA's? Do you pay? How do you pay these guys? Not do you pay them? How do you pay them? Do you pay junior college guys? You, well, that's it, the thing. It becomes just a down the road, uh, loan drawn out thing, and that's why I say they should have figured it out. Yeah, because yeah, if I can market the Pandora's box, that when you start, you know, saying, "Okay, fine, let's let's build it, and we're going to pay this group or this college or to this level," then everybody else starts, as you just mentioned, they can start. Speaking up, screaming and hollering, and say, "Well, what about the rest of us?" Right, right, and and they will be well within their rights to do this, so. There will probably be a fair uh, comment or, or or gestures to yell out loud to make and say, well, "What about us?" I met this junior college. We won. I went to Butler County. We we win state. We we in national championships. Why we don't get paid? Because when you at that junior college, the next place up is. If your goals are to be play Div- Division One, the next oh, place yeah, you up. go to a D one, and then yeah. yeah, now you're actually playing in college. That's me leaving a Division One, going pro. So there should be some type of money to get me there. Some type of money I'm allotted to when I got when I get there, and maybe I can't touch it. Right. And maybe I can't touch it, but I signed with the school, and this, it costs me. It costs them. $30,000 for me to come here as opposed to go somewhere else. It, it's business all around, but how you do that business and make it fail for everyone across the country is, is probably going to be the toughest question, the toughest way to figure it out. I'm going to move on to some uh, Deshaun Jackson. 27-year-old Deshaun Jackson had 82 receptions last year, 1,332 yards, nine touchdowns. These were These were highlights or high points in his career. He was also expecting to make $10.5 million. But the Philadelphia Eagles wanted to restructure him. 
not that that was the problem. The thing, the most insulted thing that they could say to him was when they couldn't shop him around, when they couldn't trade him, they just realized and came out and said, we didn't want to unload our problem or that problem, I should say. I'm paraphrasing that problem to any other team. To me, that's disrespect to Sean Jackson, because if you're saying he's gang related. For, for you to say that, you have to done some research and the NFL do their research as far as if I'm about to get you 50 million dollars somewhere, I'm going to do my research before I know what I'm going to get back into it. So I will spend a million or two million dollars just to have someone tell you what are you doing on the offseason? Who are your friends? They're trying to say this guy's gang related uh, or he knows some gang members. Well, if you have friends coming out of college or coming out of high school, let's say high school, you was fortunate enough to go to college. That well, those friends do something different. So you can't say unless you hanging around them every time you go home and you know they're in the game. That's totally different. But if that's what they do and they know you, what people fail to realize that a lot of gangs sponsor these kids are literally. Well, yeah, it's it's amazing that some of these gangs how. Um, civically responsible they can be on one side or how much they want to, you know, take one of their, one of their people from within their community and promote them um, and then go out and rob and kill and pillage on the other side. Right, right. But they do that. You, can, you see that. I've, see, I've seen it across the board, across the country. A lot of these gang members, and, and they sponsor a lot of these kids, a lot of li- these littlies, and these, co- these guys come up and they say, well, we don't want anything from you. But some of them just... It's almost contradicting that you do what you do as far as being in the game, and then you make sure this guy don't get into a game. Right, exactly. And you keep him out, and he end up being a, for for example, a Deshaun Jackson who can go to college and then go pro and become a successful receiver he is. Deshaun Jackson was released by the Philadelphia Eagles because after the owners' meeting, they couldn't shop him around. But Chip Kelly had the nerve to say that he liked Deshaun Jackson. He did well. I think they, they signed it, Riley Cooper to an extension, a contract, and Jeremy Macklin, who's been injured from day one. So I guess they counted on that in the spread offense. Well, that spread offense is fine, but it didn't work too well after the first game when they put up so many so many plays per quarter, so many points per game. After that, it didn't work. The Philadelphia Eagles was where? They were nowhere to be seen at the end of the year. Right. Chip Kelly, and talking about contradictional and hypocritical, well, when he was at University of Oregon, he recruited the Los Angeles area. He recruited those guys from out of that, that area, knowing what it was. Right, yeah, who do you think you're going to find in that area? Right, he recruited that same area and got those guys to not go to USC, not to go to uh, UCLA, but to come up to Oregon and play for him, where he was able to be a nationally ranked team every year and looked at as one of the teams that could win the, um, win the uh, championship every year. But now he, he has to get rid of Deshaun Jackson. But this is a professional level, and if you're still doing the same thing. But they was Sean Jackson was supposed to make $10.5 million of a 45 or $50 million deal he had, and they wanted him to re- reconstruction. It's not about the reconstruction. It's about they didn't want to deal with Sean Jackson. Well, I guess the, the question I always look at is what's the behaviors like now? You know, if, he's looking, if they're looking at, like you mentioned, in the offseason or – 
you know, how is he actually behaving? Is he saying hi to guys when he walks by? Is he, like you said, is he hanging out with them? Is he actually, you know, out at night going out, you know, with the gangs? You know, I don't see anything in any of the write-ups that says that any of that's true. Yeah, well, they just want to get rid of him. I'll tell you well, what. Well, that's the thing. It's an easy cop-out. Right. Well, let's take a quick break and come back and finish up the show. Who should be the highest-paid athlete ever? Kwame Sports Talk. We'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Oh, yeah. That's the... uh... That will be the Friday happy hour voice, uh, <laughs> sexy voice, happy hour right after my uh, right after the Friday show. Kwame Lasso, of the Sports Talk, and you probably find me at Armadillo's Grill on Friday with the five dollar martini specials and my probably eating my my Del Mar fish tacos that's there. Uh, oh man, those were good. Oh my goodness, I get them. You know they have a lot of other great things on the menu, but that's all I get. I like what I like, so I don't yeah. experiment with anything else, but. That's what I get. <laughs> um, the question was asked, who's the highest or who should be the highest paid athlete? Here's what I have so far. And I'm sure there's more out there. But Tiger Woods, $78.1 million. 65 of that is an endorsement. So when I ask, I'm like straight contract, no endorsements. Roger Federer, tennis, 71.5, 65 of his is endorsements. Kobe Bryant, 61.9 million. 34 in endorsements. LeBron, 59.8, 42 in endorsement. Mike Trout, 22 years old, six years, 145. Before that guy deal is up, he will probably be making $320 million because baseball has to give it away. Miguel Cabrera signed last week an extension. He's 31 years old. Before his contract is out with the Detroit Tigers, he'll be 41, 10 years later. $248 million was his deal. The extension took that deal an extra two years to 292. Buster Posey, 167. Yeah, but for how many years on some of these guys? Because the uh, 
Cabrera, or, uh, Mike Trout, his is a six-year deal. So right. That's 24, a little over 24 a year, 24 mil. Yes, and and that that's a straight contract. See, you got Tiger Woods making seventy-eight million, but sixty-five of that is endorsement. So those these are Mike Trout is a straight contract. Cabrera is a straight contract. Buster Posey nine years, one sixty-seven. So Mike Trout's deal look way better than Buster Posey. Six yeah, years. Yeah, because at one uh, one hundred sixty-seven mil for nine years, that's eighteen point five six against the twenty-four. Right, it looks better anyway because he's twenty-two years old. He's a, he's arguably the best player in baseball right now, and I'm not taking anything away from Miguel Cabrera. I'm not taking away from uh, Clayton Kershaw or Buster Posey or LeBron James. Which of these guys, because here's the international part of it. Here's the universal part of it. Tiger Woods can go play anywhere in the country. And when I look at these guys, I think of Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, the only sports guy that can go anywhere and be Muhammad Ali and be recognizable as Muhammad Ali. Well, he shows up at the Olympics with the torch, and mm-hmm. everybody knows who he is, and everybody's thrilled to have him there. Right. And you look at Roger Federer, great tennis player. Tennis is universal. They play on every continent almost, just as about. He's making 71, 65 of his endorsement. Kobe Bryant, he might be a guy that can travel the country and, and they know who he is. LeBron James probably one of those guys who can travel right. and they know who, know who he is. But should there be, not in your chosen sport, should there be a high level, there should be a athletic, a universal athletic marketing department and take the highest, take the guy who should be the highest paid out of all sports. And I didn't even mention Tom Brady and Peyton Manning's contract on, on there. And we talk about the years on their yearly basis and what that could be as being the highest paid. But in football, the average salary, salary of a football player is $1.7 million. $1.7 in the average. And don't be misconstrued about a guy who's running down on kickoffs because he's not getting that. It's with those quarterbacks and those uh, – Mostly these quarterbacks, uh, Drew Brees, who's making fifty million, um, Peyton fifty plus. It's these guys who make these numbers inflate these numbers again. We're talking statistics, uh, or we can be. So the average in in football is one point seven. The average in baseball is three point nine. Again, you could be talking about uh, Clayton Kershaw. You can be talking about pitchers. You can be talking about a Mike Trout who inflates these numbers. Um, but you look at the, the the sport itself, the physicalness of it, and you wonder how how is football down there? And all football wants to do is try to market for uh, twelve months out of the year. That's what they want to market twelve months out of the year. There should be a universal sports marketing, and I might just have to come up with that and create that. There you go. I and uh, do it over the weekend. <laughs> do it well, over the weekend. You look at Jay Z. They're talking about he landed a ten-year, two hundred forty million dollar contract. Um, for who was this? this is the catcher on uh, the Mariners, Seattle Mariners? Oh, that was um. Mm, hmm, is that hmm, Cano? Hmm. New York Yankees? No, that's the wrong guy. Well, Jay Z been. Doing oh yeah, Cano, S C A N O. Yeah. Robin Cano. Yeah. Yeah, Robin, right, Robinson. Yeah, yeah, Robinson. Robinson Cano. I don't know how the Yankees let him go, uh, and then they go over to Boston and get a second baseman. You keep the hometown guy. You kept. You kept a lot of those guys who wasn't Robinson Cano, but they thought they had an issue with his attitude. You didn't want him anyway. You let him go, and you paid a guy more than him who's not even better than him. I never understand that. So, yeah, Jay-Z lock up a guy, but he 
he would have took a hometown discount if it just showed that you wanted him. Robert Cano goes to Seattle to play for Seattle, really. And he has great numbers. He has great baseball numbers. He has a great salary. Uh, we're talking about the salary. Who should be the highest paid of all sports? Who could I take that one guy and market everywhere and, and get that get those commercials, universals, get that Ali status, if you will? Um, I don't know. Michael Jordan might be a guy who can go across the world and be Michael Jordan. You know him as Michael Jordan. Maybe with everything he's done. Uh, but I, those are, you know, we I'll talk a little bit more about those, but those are just, just a great question with all these contracts and especially with baseball having to pay these guys because I thought $320 million deals were ludicrous, was crazy, but that's what it's coming to in baseball. But the thing, too, is we look at across some of the different sports, some of it's guaranteed money and some of it's not. You know? yeah. So, I mean, that makes a difference, too, in your contract and how it's laid out. If Miguel Cabrera said, I'm not playing again, that money is guaranteed to him, $292 million. Mike Trout. See, the Detroit Tigers, not, they're not in a bad shape because he's triple crown. He's, he's a great, great first baseman. Did play some third base a little while uh, in his career. Um, not a little while, but for, in his career. Move him to first, and he don't have to do a whole lot. Not that first base is not a hot spot as well, but you can keep him there for, that, for those 10 years. Or after five or six years, if he's t- taking a step down a little bit, He's a he's a be a great DH. I mentioned this Friday. You look over to Boston and look at uh, Big Poppy. He's a good DH, and they pay him. I think he's making about sixteen million to to hit, not to do anything else but hit. He's not going to get on the field. He's coming in to hit, and he he does a great job at that. Well, and that's the thing. You look at any of these guys, and it's like you say, what do they do on the field or in you know on the court or whatever it is that they wherever they play on the course. Um, and that's worth a certain amount of money based on your position and your skills and your stats and those type of things. And then it's the whole marketability, and agents as well as players can make a hell of a lot more money when the player is marketable. You still have to be good at your sport, and you've got to be a little outlandish in some of the things you do, um, and that gets recognition. It's almost coming to the, uh, <laughs> if, you gotta, if you have any sense in your head, why play why play the sport? I can just be an agent in the sport and never get banged up. Yeah, exactly. If, you, if you're going to attract, well, the thing, look at Jay-Z. I mean, he is a businessman. A business person who knows what they're doing can make a heck of a lot of money off of other people's talents. They just need to know how to position it and uh, stay trustworthy. One of the things that Jay-Z said that I, uh, people, they never get um, because they don't listen to the word, he said, I'm not a businessman. I am a business man. Yes, yes, I completely agree. That guy, wherever he go, he's doing business. Yep. He is a business himself. He is a business man. Uh, well, and he walks into a room, and he there's an aura about who he is and what he's capable of doing based on what he's created for himself and the thing that he's busted his butt. And if you ever listen to any interviews, which it sounds like you have with him, he's an extremely intelligent person. Right. Uh, unfortunately, we've got to get out here. But you know uh, uh, one of the best things about him, that, that saying right there, when you wake up with that attitude, that mentality, you go about your job. Yep. Um, for, we got to get out of here. we got... 10 seconds. We're going to talk uh, Eastern Conference and Western Conference uh, lineups tomorrow. Um, does it, do, is it folds well that the Indiana Pacers are number one seed? They should be number two. Number two will have an easier role. David Debris is online. Quamla Sports Talk. I'll be back tomorrow. I'll give you a better show Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. See you tomorrow.
much for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.